Welcome to the broadcast again today. Thank you so much for taking of your time to listen in. I'd like to give you a short overview of what's going on today. Of course, we are going to feature a track. I'd like to tell you about one of our tracks that we print and distribute, ship all over the world for free. I also have a throwback blast from the past salvation testimony that came into our ministry all the way back in 1992. 28 years ago. Got to ask you, how old were you 28 years ago? Probably shouldn't ask that. Anyway, we have that going on. We have the discipleship study number five, talking about the enemy, talking about the devil. The Bible has a lot to say about this adversary of ours. And I'd like to warn you a little bit today. I'd like to help you a little bit, if I can, as we talk about his beginning. Where did Lucifer, Satan, the devil, where did he come from? We also will have a short reading from E.M. Bounds' book on prayer. We need to pack all of that into 15 minutes or less. And before we do any of that, we are going to go beyond the tract. I have an exciting story to tell you today, an account that somebody contacted me to tell me that when we started this discipleship study, it was a Monday of a couple of weeks ago, we started with discipleship study number one on salvation on the idea that we must trust in Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us, to take us to heaven when we die. Because if we trust in our own goodness, in our own works, then we will miserably fail and fall far short of heaven. And I gave a very simplistic sinner's prayer, a very simple plan of salvation. Nothing flashy, nothing amazing, just some biblical concepts for those that might not understand salvation. And I gave my text number, 309-316-7240. I told these folks that might be listening, maybe you were listening a couple of weeks ago when we talked about salvation. I said, if you accept Jesus Christ as a result of this broadcast, please text me. Please let me know. And lo and behold, would you believe, as that broadcast played, somebody texted me, I prayed that prayer. Wow. Unbelievable. It makes everything worth it, doesn't it? There's a good old song, just one more soul, because if just one more soul, the Bible talks about the parable of the 90 and 9 and the one sheep that gets away, the shepherd We'll leave the 99 behind to go find that one. I'm so glad he found me, and prayerfully, he found you too, and this man that texted in to let me know. Now, if you don't know and you're not sure of your salvation, you don't have that eternally settled, and I mean 100% settled, please contact me. My cell number, 309-316-7240. I'd love to tell you the four things I told this man. Number one, everyone's a sinner. Number two, there's a penalty for our sin. That penalty is death and hell because nobody is perfect. Not me, not you, nobody. So number one, we're all sinners. Number two, there's a penalty for sin. Here's where the good news begins. Number three, Jesus Christ paid the penalty for you and for me. And lastly, number four, all we have to do is one thing to receive it. We just must accept his free gift. 
Friend, have you accepted Jesus Christ's free gift of salvation? If you have not, please get in contact with me. Please, you could right here and right now pray a simple prayer like this from your heart. This is not some hocus pocus. This is not some mantra you need to repeat to yourself. This is prayerfully confessing with your mouth what you believe in your heart, a prayer like just like this. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that the penalty for my wrongdoing is eternity in hell, but I don't want to go there. Please save me. Please take me to heaven when I die. I trust you and you alone, God. Amen. If you prayed a prayer like that, would you contact me? Let me know so I can rejoice with you. You want to talk about going beyond the tract? This is what we are all about at Bible Tracks Incorporated. This is our main thrust, our main theme. This is what we live and breathe for salvations, people coming to know Jesus Christ. You're not just a number to us. I'd love to know your name. Again, my phone number is 309-316-7240. Now, I haven't left much time for everything else we have going on today. Very quickly, let me tell you about what I have in my hand right now. There are so many people that trust so many things for salvation whether it be good works, maybe helping old ladies across the street, maybe it's charitable giving. Some people are trusting in a concept called infant baptism because many years ago when you were a baby, you didn't even have any say in the matter. Some priest or some holy father, per se, dunked you in some quote-unquote holy water and you believe that means you are on your way to heaven. Well, I'd like to send you a tract that tells you exactly what the Bible says about infant baptism. If you would, would you go to our website, BibleTracksInc.org, BibleTracksInc.org, and order the track called Infant Baptism, What Does the Bible Say? I'm not going to tell you any more about it than that. I'd like you to get this track for yourself. You could also just go ahead and order a sample packet of ours. This track will be included in that, along with 39, 40 other tracks. You can see everything that we produce, print, right here in Bloomington, Illinois, and ship all over the world. Please do that today if you would. Now, let's turn our attention to a letter from the front from 28 years ago, August of 1992. This young lady, Shirley, Norwich, Connecticut, tells us about her husband's salvation. Here's what she says. My husband had surgery recently. This is, remember, 28 years ago. Here's a throwback for you. Amazing. The impact our ministry has made for literally almost a a century now. My husband had surgery recently and was very depressed. When he returned to work, he was still very down. Thankfully... He had a born-again Christian as a co-worker. That man witnessed to my husband, and he accepted Christ as his Savior. He brought home the tract that he read that led him to Christ, and I accepted Christ as well. There's more to this story, and we don't even have time to, time, time to get into all of it. It's absolutely amazing that the word of God doesn't return void, that a small gospel track, a small piece of paper like we talked about yesterday, have you received God's gift? Or the one I told you about today, infant baptism, what does the Bible say? Or a good track like the new birth, all of which we give for free out all over the world. The impact that these tracks can make, praise God for it. 
very quickly. I have just a very short reading from E.M. Bounds' book on prayer before we jump into our Bible study today. Join me in Isaiah chapter number 14. Isaiah 14, while I read this short passage aloud. When we acquire the habit of prayer, we enter into a new atmosphere. Do you expect to go to heaven? asked someone of a devout Scotsman. Why, sir, I lived there, was the quaint and unexpected reply. It was an elegant yet compelling statement of great truth, for the entire way to heaven is already the beginning of heaven to the Christian who walks near enough to God to hear the secrets he has to impart. How close to heaven do you live, my friend? Are you like Enoch when God uh, said, and I'm taking a few liberties with the account, but God said something to the effect of, well, Enoch, as we walk together, we're a little closer to my place than we are yours. Why don't you come home with me today? How close to heaven are you in your prayer life? Let's look at the book of Isaiah, chapter number 14, verse 12. Isaiah 14, verse 12, we're talking about Satan. We're talking about the devil. Here's what the Bible says. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell." to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms, that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the house of his prisoners? You know, when we really get a good look at Satan one day, we're not going to be very impressed. Satan is in and of himself not that powerful. You know he, of course, was created by God. Any power that he innately has was given to him already by God. Revelation 2.13 says this, I know thy works, and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is. And thou holdest fast my name, and hast not denied my faith, even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was slain among you, where Satan dwelleth. Satan, of course, has no body. He is a spiritual being. And as such, he is not all-powerful like God is. He wishes he was. He wishes he was was omnipotent, omniscient, all-knowing, but he is not. Satan, as I said, was given his power by God. Think of this. Did you know that Satan cannot read your thoughts? But he does know your nature very well, your human nature. He's had thousands of years to get to know us as humanity. He can't read your thoughts. And you want to know one of the reasons why God speaks so strongly about backbiting, about gossiping, about these different types of tearing people down with our tongues? We are inviting the devil to the party, so to speak. We are inviting the devil to have a placehold in our lives when we tear other people down because we are vocalizing, we are telling the devil exactly what we think, and he's going to use that to his advantage in the future. Did you know that if you were to keep your mouth shut, as the book of Proverbs uh, so wisely advises us often, 
that you would put the devil at a great disadvantage. Can he read your face? Sure. But he cannot read your thoughts. Think about that the next time that you backbite somebody, the next time you gossip about somebody, the next time you bear false witness. Think about that. Now, what was the devil's sin? Only have 40 seconds left, so very quickly here. Job 41.34 says, He beholdeth all high things. He is a king over all the children of pride. Revelation 12.4 says, And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Verse 9, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Satan wanted to be equal with God. God is equal with no one. Know your enemy. Join me tomorrow as we continue this study. Discipleship study number five. Get it on our website now. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.